Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you're here. Promised you guys a third podcast this week, and here we are again. But today, going to talk a little bit of Grandview Wrestling. The Vikings are back in action again this weekend. The NAIA National Championships down in Kansas. They are going for their 10th straight NAIA National Team title, which, guys, that's all kinds of absurd. We've got some interviews lined up for you guys today um, to get you ready for Grandview's NAIA run. You'll hear from head coach Nick Mitchell, uh, 25-pounder Justin Portillo, 33-pounder Carson Taylor from Fort Dodge, uh, Portillo from Clarion Goldfield Dows, and then 285-pounder Greg Hagan from Dowling, who originally went to Indiana, um, found himself back at Grandview. We'll talk about him um, a little bit about that, um, so you'll get to hear his side of the story. Uh, Portillo is the one seed this weekend at 125, and both Taylor and Hagan are the two seeds at 33 and heavyweight, respectively. Um, All of them are expected to contend for national titles this weekend, and they all discuss, um, along with Coach Mitchell, uh, the chase for a 10th title, how this year's team came together, uh, the struggles they went through during a year clouded by COVID-19, and a lot more. They are fun conversations. We'll get to them on the other side of the intro music, but I wanted to break down Grandview's ridiculous run of success real quick before we get there. Uh, The Vikings aren't so much a dynasty as much as they are kind of the dictators of NAIA wrestling. Um, They've won nine national team titles in a row, and after this season, 103 consecutive duels. There are literally third graders in Des Moines who have never seen them lose a duel, and fourth graders who have never, um, who have only ever seen them win national team titles. Uh, someone made a joke the other day about how NAI doesn't really exist and that Grandview just hires actors to beat up, uh, to beat up on every year and win national titles. That one actually kind of made me laugh. Um, but I wanted to break down the Vikings overall dominance a little further because I took a closer look at the numbers this week and guys, um, they're just as ridiculous as you might think they are. Grandview's nine titles are the most of any NAIA national, uh, wrestling program. Um, they're the only school to break 200 points at the national tournament, and they've done so three times. In the last nine years alone, Viking wrestlers have won 27 individual national titles and have combined for 91 All-American finishes. So almost a little bit more than 10 All-Americans per year and about three national champs per year. There's a little bit more. Um, over the last nine years, Grandview wrestlers have posted a ridiculous 319 and 133 overall record at the national tournament. That's a winning percentage of about 74.7%. What's more, they've scored bonus points in 207 of those victories, or about 52.8%. Guys, there's still more. Of the 106 Viking wrestlers that have competed at the NCAA National Tournament, 88 of them have scored bonus points. Um, that's about 83%, at least in one of their matches, right? They've scored, uh, they've combined to score 88 pins, 82 major decisions, and 34 technical falls. They've also posted two wins by injury default and another by medical forfeit. That's kind of absurd, right? This weekend's tournament could be another masterclass in NAIA dominance for Grandview. All 12 wrestlers qualified for the national championships. Remember, NAIA kind of plays by their own rules and you can put two wrestlers at the same weight but you can only take 12 total Um, but all 12 of the Viking wrestlers going this weekend are seated fourth or better at their respective weights that's a little ridiculous not even Dan Gable's mighty Hawkeyes won 10 national team titles in a row Grandview could do that this weekend let this be another reminder that what Nick Mitchell and Paul Reedy and company have built has been nothing short of incredible that's enough of me blabbering, though. Let's cue up that intro music and get this thing rolling. You'll hear from them in order. Mitchell, Portillo, Taylor, then Hagen. I'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks a bunch for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoy. 
you know, this national tournament and it's probably pretty easy to, to not, you know, maybe not easy, but like the focus is to not focus on the streak, right? Yeah. How, I mean, I, I guess maybe just one question off the top then about it then. I mean, this, this could be 10 if you guys do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that at all? You're almost out of room in your, in your ring case. Yeah. Now. Like, is that, are there, are, do you think about it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I try not to, but how can you not? I mean, everybody, you guys keep bringing it up. So <laughs> you, you can't not bring it. You can't not think about it. You know, it's, it's there. But, um, and I'm sure our guys do too. I mean, it's, everybody's lying to themselves and lying to everybody else if they say they don't think about it. And they, they say it hasn't come up because it does come up. Um, but it just can't be our focus. That's the difference. And so it is, it's the same as every year. You focus on what you haven't done yet. You focus on what's ahead of us. Um, but it can't be, that cannot be the focus. I mean, it's, it's, it's there, you know, it's all there. We tell the guys not to focus on, on winning the title either. You try to focus on uh, just each match, you know, but of course you think about it, you know, it's, but it's what you do with that that, that really matters. Yeah, well, and I think we talked about this earlier this year when we were talking about the dual streak, that, mm-hmm. you know, this year with everything else going on, it's almost like you kind of have to zero in on what you can focus on, like not even just day to day, but almost like hour to hour, practice to practice, class to class, yeah. like how much, does having that type of lifestyle embedded in these guys really help, especially this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it does. And if anything, you know, we always talk about it, but yeah, like we said earlier in the year when we were coming up on the dual streak, maybe this year being the way that it's been, maybe it's made us focus um, on what's directly in front of us more than more than most years, because you always talk about that. But with the season and the schedule changing and, and never knowing who's going to go when, um, you can't get too far ahead of yourself. So hopefully uh, the way this year's been has actually prepared us even better. Yeah. What has been the most impressive part about the way these guys have handled this year? Um, I just haven't really noticed a lot of, um, you know, ups and downs because of the schedule, you know, and, and that's what you worry about is, is you worry about, um, is there going to be inconsistency because of that? Um, and it's and when there has been, I guess maybe the other bright spot has been guys have kind of brushed it off. You know, like okay, it would just uh, maybe there's been some inconsistency. Maybe maybe there's times like every season where guys don't perform like they want to. Um, you gonna let it keep you down or, or do you move forward? You know, most of these guys have done a good job of just moving forward. Yeah. What has I mean the. I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit, just the, the schedule up and down, whether something's going to happen or whether it's not or what you guys have to adjust on the fly. Um, but then, like, when I think about stuff like that, I also think about, like, all the guys you have in the room and the amount of talent that you guys have in the room year after year. Like, how much has just the concentrated talent helped you guys stay prepared? Because sometimes maybe the best matches they get in a given week is in the practice room, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. And that has made a big difference, you know. And it's made a big difference in a, in a lot of ways where – you know, all of a sudden something might pop up and you, and you think you know who you're going to take. And because of protocol or things that are going on, you can't take somebody. The next guy has to be ready to go, you know. And we've had some guys that really stepped up big this year in those situations, and, and it paid off for them. So, so that part of it was huge. And then, yeah, like you said, um, our schedule wasn't as tough this year as it usually is. We didn't get to go to the Iowa State Open. We didn't go to Reno. We, we were supposed to be back in the Midlands this year. We miss a lot of that. And so that means – you kind of have to simulate it as much as you can here in the room, and, and that's just having good guys to scrap with every day. So you guys are a proponent of bringing back Iowa State's last chance open then? Is that what I'm I don't hearing? know about the last chance <laughs> open, but I like, the, I like the Harold Nichols, the cycling open, yeah. <laughs> um, 
This team, you got your 12 guys. Um, the, the preliminary brackets are out. Um, how did this year's team come together? Because just kind of looking at who you guys ultimately sent to conference and who is going to be competing this weekend, there's there's a good mix of guys that have been there, like like a Tanner Abbas, like a Josh Portillo, and then there's some new faces, like a Carson Taylor and a Greg Hagan. How did this team ultimately come together? Um, man, it was it was tougher this year than, than ever to figure out who those guys were going to be. And, and some of that was um, because of our depth, and, and some of it was just – Again, with a kind of a, an abbreviated schedule, guys didn't get as much opportunity to go out and improve themselves. And so more than ever, every match was important. Every, every weigh-in was important. And uh, I, you know, we, we got some guys that, that aren't going that I, know, that I know are some of the top guys in the country. Um, but for one reason or another, they didn't get the opportunity or, or, or when they did, maybe missed out just by this much. So um, it was just guys that were, you know, we talk every year, Consistent, reliable, and tough, and and these twelve guys met the call for that. Definitely. What is I, a guy like Josh specifically? Um, I mentioned those four, Justin. or Justin. Yeah, yeah. Man, they're twins, right? right. Um, I think you just got done watching Josh. Maybe that's yeah, why I saw it. Nope. Um, so Justin Portillo, yeah, um, the one seed at twenty five again. Yep. Um, where have you seen him? Where, where's how does his mindset going into this year's national tournament compare to the couple of other years that he's been there? Because he's always been pretty close, right? He's always yeah. been in position, but just for whatever reason, there's been a number of them hasn't been able to, to finish on top. How, mm-hmm. how how does he? How, how do you? How do you think he feels, or how, how, what have you seen from him going into this weekend? Um, you know, probably the the biggest thing that stands out is just his body is is in a good sh- in a good spot right now. I feel like he's um, he's as healthy as he's been going into the tournament. He's as big as he's ever been. I mean, he was never a huge twenty five pounder. So, and I think that's related. You know, if his mind's in a good spot, he makes sure that his his body's in a good spot. And and I don't think he, I mean every year he's gone in, he's confident, he feels good about it, and and maybe because of some of those past losses. He can go into it this year realizing, like, hey, you know, he, he still wants to win, but he know he's not putting as much pressure on it. It's it's a weird thing sometimes. Losing can help put it in perspective where he knows, like, hey, I, I want to win this thing, but the sun's going to come up tomorrow if I don't. And, and I think in the past maybe he's put a little bit too much pressure on himself. Yeah. Um, that's a guy that's been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, guy like Carson Taylor, yeah. brand new. Yep. Um, and he's had a heck of a, what, month and a half or so yeah. since you kind of decided to give him a shot at 33. What have you seen from him? Same thing all year. He's just like a he's just like a little kid just chasing after a piece of candy out there. I and mean, he just loves it. You know, he's, he's happy to be there. Um, he's excited about it. He's just like, um, you know, sometimes you worry with young guys that it's going to be like they're putting too much pressure on themselves or they're making it a bigger deal. And I don't see that with him. He's just, I mean, he's just excited to have the opportunity. And that's what it's been all year. And he's a prime example of a guy that, um, you know, he just, we, the schedule would change. We need somebody to step in. Carson was ready to go. And every time he did, he just stepped up and he just kept beating guys. And I don't, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think he's probably got more ranked wins than anybody on the team this year. And it was just because he kept getting opportunities. And I finally told him that last tournament, hey, you know, you're going to go and, you win the tournament, you're the guy. And he was just like, all right, cool. You know, he's like, thanks. He's just like thankful. He goes, thanks, coach. I appreciate it. You know, and that's what you want to hear is he just excited for it. It wasn't like it didn't make him nervous. It made him, he just stepped up. 
Definitely. Um, and then Greg Hagen was another guy that I wanted to, to ask you about because he, Dowling kid, yep. um, you know, I think he spent, what, a year, maybe just a semester in yep. Indiana, and then he came home. Yep. Um, now he's here with you guys. What, what have you kind of seen from him? Or, I mean, did you remember watching him in high school at all and kind yeah. of the comparisons to where he's at now? Yeah, he came in. He was around our club a lot, the, the little kids and the, the youth in high school, um, biking wrestling club. So we knew him really well. Went to Indiana, and then, um, you know, just for one reason or another, it wasn't the right fit for him, and uh, decided to come here. So he was in our room all second semester last year, and, and I feel like, you know, he did two real important things. He focused on getting his body to a good sh to a good spot. He was a little bit undersized when he got here. I think it was maybe 220, and now he's up to about 240, so that's made a huge difference. Um, but he just put work in, and, and, and because of the, the physical work that he's put in, you can see it's paying off for him mentally, and he's confident now. And at the beginning of the year, it was just like week to week, you could see his confidence building, and some of that was working with the coaches, and some of that was the work that he was putting in, and he just keeps getting better. And he's, the guy's an athlete, so I mean, it's fun to watch him compete when, he, when he's feeling really confident. Yeah, I was looking at, um, you know, some of your, I mean, obviously, I've been looking at the run of national tournaments that you guys have won the last nine years, mm -hmm. right? Um, and one of the common threads, like in addition to just the overall depth and talent, is like you got a superstar lightweight, and you got a couple of those this year, and then you got a superstar at heavyweight. And Greg Hagen looks like he's filling those shoes. Um, how important is it to have you know a guy kick off as well as those guys have, and then a guy close as as well as he has this season? Yeah, I mean, that, that, I think the, the Finch and Thompson, those are the guys that got that started. You know, and you look back, and that was a game changer when when you have those bookends, and it, it was great for for duels. Uh, but it's awesome for tournaments too. You know, you you start with with somebody going out there, and he's kind of your spark plug and gets things going, and then you end with a guy like Hagen. You know that they can go and put matches away, and uh, you feel good walking out of the building, and that, that's always a good part of it. It doesn't matter how the day goes, if that last match doesn't go well, you're not going to feel like good walking out. So guys like Hagen make sure that I still feel good when we walk out. Absolutely. I know. Uh, last question for you. I know when you go into these tournaments, you always look for you know what's what's the best version of us. Mm -hmm. um, for this team specifically, what, what will the best version to you look like this weekend if they compete? What, what will their best version bring home? Hopefully a lot of championships. I mean, that's really, you know, that's what we're looking for. I mean, we want to go, we want to win every match. And, and this is the first time in a long time that we don't have two guys on the same side of the bracket. You know, we've got three weights where we've got um, two guys in there. And so um, the best version is dominant, man. It's just, just win everything. that this is your does NAI give the extra year like NCAA does or? yeah so we are getting an extra year and I will be taking an extra year nice, okay. so I, I'll be back next year but it is kind of crazy because I was like mentally preparing myself for this to be my final year which I've had I've been wrestling since I was four years old so I don't know so this extra year is nice it puts a little bit of stress off of me I still got one more year after this but Still got a lot of stuff I'm trying to accomplish this year. So, 100%. Well, I mean, hey, the championship lifestyle on the wall behind you, knowing Mitchell, knowing the program, talking to you over the years, um, you know, now you, you got an opportunity to win two national titles. Like, that's, yeah. what, that's what that says to me, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, and that's the plan. Absolutely. How do you, what, what, I guess maybe, what have the previous experiences at the national tournament taught you, or how, how is that going to help you maybe going into this year's tournament? Yeah, so this will be my fourth time competing at nationals. I 
took third my freshman year and that was kind of like an underdog performance or whatever. But then my sophomore and junior year, I was the number one seed and I came up short both times. I lost in the semis and then I lost in the finals. So this is my third year being the number one seed. But uh, yeah, nothing's nothing's guaranteed. I think we all know that. Um, doesn't matter if I've beaten the guy before handily or, or anything. I just need to go in there ready to do my best, have fun, live in the moment. That's something I'm, I'm really going to um, try to focus on. The work's been done, so I can't worry about the past. You know, I've messed up in the past, and I can't hang my head on those. And I also can't worry too much about the future, you know, like what's going to happen if I win? What if I lose to this guy? Who am I going to have next? As long as I just live in the moment when I step on the mat each time and have fun, work hard for seven minutes, maybe maybe eight if we're going overtime, who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I think the rest will take care of itself and – I don't know, this year in a way, obviously the, the goal is to win a national title, but I've also just kind of focused on trying to enjoy it a little bit more. Sometimes I take it too serious and, you know, with, with COVID canceling a lot of stuff last year, it, it taught me to be a lot more thankful. Like, I was really hanging my head on second place last year, and then my, my twin, Russ is D2 for Carney, he didn't even get a national tournament, and he certainly could have won the tournament, so... Regardless if I win or lose, I'm just going to go out there, give max effort, and really enjoy my time out there. Because, yeah, we, we only get to do this for so long, and um, it really is a privilege and an honor to be able to feel that pressure and to be able to go out there and represent Grandview. So. 100%. Well, I mean, you kind of touched on a little bit what, what I wanted to ask you about was just, like, I mean, for you, for the team as a whole, watching your brother get the tournament taken from him last year, like literally a day before it was supposed mm -hmm. to start, right? How much has that kind of fueled the – you know, being in the present moment and focusing solely on the thing that is in front of you. And I know that's something that Mitchell preaches, but yeah. it seems like that's that's been a really important part of this season specifically because of everything else that's going on, right? Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of stuff where we don't know if we're going to wrestle this weekend, you know, stuff getting canceled, whatever. So, for one, I've just been enjoying practice a lot more. Like, practice shouldn't be seen as, like, a means to an end. Practice itself should be you know, enjoyed. So I've really tried my best to enjoy and smile. You know, like we do sprints at the end of practice and obviously those are super tough, super tired, but I always remind myself to smile when we're, we're doing that stuff. Um, so I've like kind of conditioned myself to smile at like whenever I'm like really being challenged. And uh, I think stuff like that's really gonna help me out in the national tournament. We, we prepare for the worst type of a situation. And um, yeah, so. Luckily, our training wasn't really affected too much by COVID. We, and honestly, we've been able to compete more than a lot of teams. We, we started in November, just like normal. I was also able to compete in the US Open. So I was really itching to compete again. So, um, cause usually I, I, I do the off season type of stuff, but from March up until like late June, I wasn't really able to wrestle at all. So it um, really relit a fire on me, which is always good. Yeah, definitely. I gotcha. The uh, how hard is it to smile during sprints at the end of practice? Because I got to imagine, like, just with the amount of talent you guys got in the room, and by the time you get to the end of like a two-hour grind workout, like, it's probably pretty tough to smile during sprints, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I really had to work for it at first, um, but usually, I whenever negative thoughts creep in, like, oh, I'm tired, or you know, if my hands are on my knees, I I, I would just tell myself like, forget that, or maybe. 
you can't ignore that you're tired or ignore the pain. You know, it's still there. You can acknowledge that, but cover it up with a smile. Convince yourself that you're having fun. Convince yourself <laughs> that you're loving it. And so, yeah, at first it was pretty hard, but now it's kind of just been conditioned when I'm like breathing super heavy. I'm just I'm smiling a little bit more. You know, I had an overtime match a, a couple weeks ago and uh, I just looked over at coaches and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is fun. Like, <laughs> it, it wasn't an ideal situation. Like, I, I think I was a lot better than that guy, but um, there's a thrill involved with that. So it took a little bit of work, but I'm reading a book about willpower right now. And um, it's talking about like, if you can make certain things like automatic, like automatic habits, that will give you more ability to use like self-control in other areas of your life. So I think I've been able to make like the smile type of thing a little bit more um, automatic and that really helps me out with a, a lot of other things, I guess. So. 100%. Yeah, I like that a lot, man. Um, your silver your silver medal, silver trophy from National, what did you, you do with it? Well, actually, yeah, that's, that's hanging up in my room right now. So right in front of my desk where, you know, I do homework, I, I, I do a lot of stuff there, but I've, I've got a few things hanging up. I've got like this little drawing that I made with my brothers when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old. And we each have like our little like symbol written on it. Um, well, and I call it like my motivation wall. But uh, so I've got that, you know, both my brothers, my little brother doesn't wrestle, but he's still one of my biggest motivations. So I've got that right up top. And then I've got two plaques there. One plaque is, um, so each year at the end of the year, coach gives out awards and I got the award for most dedicated on the team. And so that's up there to serve as a reminder of who I'm, who I am, who I'm striving to be. Um, you know, there's a, there's a pretty high standard to be held up there. And you know, championship lifestyle. There's 80 guys on this team. If coaches think I'm most dedicated, that must be for a reason. And that that's the reason that I have had success in the past. It's not natural talent or anything. It's because I I feel like I do more than other people, and I work harder when we're in the room. So that's up there to remind me to always, you know do more, you know, when I have free time, maybe I could be doing an extra workout. Maybe I could be reading a, reading a book that's helping me out or watching some film. And then, yeah, the last thing I have up there is my national runner-up plaque. Not because I'm proud of it, but uh, <laughs> just as a reminder of how, how close I was. And there was certainly a guy that I, I could have been. So I look at that every day and, um, you know, that I, I am thankful for taking second. You know, a lot of people would kill to be in second place or to be a three-time All-American or whatever. But still, obviously, the one thing I want more than anything is to be a national champion. So every day I look at those three things. I, I get motivation from my brothers, motivation from, you know, being a team leader and being one of the hardest workers, and then motivation of, you know, just being so close and missing out and that I got a lot of stuff fueling me with with all that. So Absolutely. Well, I mean, you mentioned your brother, Josh, who wrestles at Kearney, um, D2. You went out to go see him. Um, how cool has it kind of been to, I mean, you, you you obviously have your teammates and those are guys you see and talk to every day, but you've also got a twin brother who is going through the same thing at a different school um, in pursuit of the same accomplishments. I mean, that has to be, I mean, that's, that's almost like a built-in advantage that you literally have someone yeah. who's just like you, literally just like you going through the exact same things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been like that our whole life. He's always been motivating me, if nothing else, because I don't want him to outdo me. <laughs> I kind of teased him. It wasn't anything that I did, but um, I All-American like a week before him our freshman year, so I was the first All-American. Uh, he's got more state titles than me, though, so uh, kind of in a race to see who can be the first national champion. Uh, I also think it's really cool. Um, 
you know, Grandview's kind of always winning national titles, but uh, his team's in a really good position to win a team title this year. They can knock off a lot of the top dogs. Um, and I, I just think the parallels are cool. Um, me and him are both multiple-time All-Americans. Both of our coaches won, like, regional coach of the year. We're, we're both poised to win another national title, and I think that would be perfect if me and my brother can win a national title, and we're both on, like, the best teams in each of our divisions. You know, a lot of people, you know, like to say the, the smaller divisions aren't as good, but we're on the best of the best for each different division, so... It's super cool, but it's also, I feel bad for my dad. It's a super stressful time. <laughs> Luckily, none of our competitions have been on the same day. So I got my nationals this coming week. And then next weekend, I get to just focus on him and supporting him and seeing him get the job done. That's pretty righteous. But hey, you, you get the first opportunity. So you could be the first I national champ. I could be champ. the first Portillo national champ. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, could, I could beat him to the punch there. Absolutely. Last question for you. What's it What's it going to take to get the job done this weekend? I mean, this is something you, you've been there. You've been to the finals. You've been on the on the podium. Um, what is it in your mind going to take to to get the job done and finish on top? Yeah. Um, in a way, just remaining calm. Uh, I've been, you know, stress has been trying to creep up on me lately. But the simple fact is, and I I, I truly believe other people in the bracket would would say this, but I, I do believe I'm the best wrestler in that bracket, and I, I believe I've been the best wrestler in my weight for a really long time. But to string together multiple wins isn't easy you know that's why winning a national title is so hard it takes more than just being the best wrestler you've got to have the best two days out of the whole year so I'm healthy right now which is a huge advantage for me and as long as I just trust myself stay relaxed and I say stay relaxed but also just push the pressure on these people because yeah. that's also one of my strong suits is um, my, my conditioning I, I truly believe that's a good factor so um, and just don't make any silly mistakes. And I, I truly believe I have what it takes to come out on time. I just kept going and going. And he kept asking me to wrestle. And I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I'm getting so many opportunities. And then... Like before conference, like a couple weeks, he told me that like, he was like, I'm gonna give you a chance to be the guy. I'm gonna give you a chance to like go out and beat these guys and you know be one of the 12 guys to go. And you know I just kept kept working, prepared for it, and happened. So I'm just happy to be here. Definitely, yeah. When I mean, did did you did it ever like dawn on you that you know like oh hey if I keep doing this like there's there's a pretty good chance that maybe I could I could be the guy at the end of the year or be one of the 12 guys, right? Or or was it? not until he told you before conference like hey if you go do it it's your spot yeah I mean I, I always thought like at the beginning you know I didn't think I was gonna wrestle and then like when I kept going out there I was like maybe I will you know maybe he will bring me like I don't know I just I knew there's a couple guys at that weight one moved up and that that I saw an opportunity there and I took it so I was like you know next opportunity I get to wrestle this dude I'm gonna go give leave it all on the mat and stuff so righteous yeah, where is your confidence level at now, just from a competitive standpoint, compared to maybe when it was when you first walked through these doors? I mean, it's a lot higher than it was, you know. I, I came in here, I was, I mean, all of us freshmen were like, dang, we're getting our ass kicked in here. <laughs> Mitch, yeah, Mitchell was telling us like, no true freshmen's ever came in here, no freshmen's ever came in here and like, kicked another dude's ass. That's higher than, we always get their ass kicked at the beginning. And then, you know, I took that I was like all right I mean it's gonna suck at first but if you keep working you know it'll work out
Yeah. Do you remember the moment when it kind of, when the switch flipped for you, when you kind of thought, oh, hey, like, I, I could, not only can I hang with these guys, like, I, I can deliver a few ass kicking. Yeah, that, that, that happened when I was, like, my first first time I beat the rank kid at, uh, I think it was Missouri Valley. It was at some duels there, and he put me out, and I wrestled a kid. I didn't know he was ranked, and I beat him. <laughs> Told me that I beat a rank kid. I was like, oh, that's sick. And then the next match, I beat a higher rank kid, and I was like, all right, I mean, I guess I can't compete with these guys. Sick. <laughs> so that's that's kind of when it flipped on for me. Oh, man, so like you, you're so insulated in just like the process and the lifestyle and just competing that yeah. you weren't even aware of who you were wrestling. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. I just went out there and wrestled hard. And, you know, just leave it out there. No one can outfight us. So. Epic. Yeah, he I, Mitchell was saying earlier that just you you value the opportunity. Yeah. Maybe more so than anybody else on the team, and that's coming from him. Mm-hmm. Um, was that, I mean, is it just because you're a freshman or where does that mindset come from? I mean, just ever since I was a kid, I always thought about like, you work hard, you get what you, you get what you deserve. And I mean, my dad always pushed me to be the best and he told me if I keep working, I, I can be the dude, I can, you know, start. So I just, I don't know, I just go out there, every opportunity I get, I love it because it just makes you better. The more opportunities, the better, you know? Absolutely. How much does it mean to you to, to earn this opportunity um, you know, to be in the position you're in, because I mean, you, you, you're an Iowa kid. Like yeah. you, you grew up probably hearing about Grandview just dominating NAIA, and now yeah. here you are, one year removed from high school, and you're 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 part of the twelve that's going to nationals. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was crazy. I, I've always thought about this place, and they, I didn't really think about it until they hit me up, and I was like, oh wow, I mean, this could be a great opportunity for me because they're really good, you know. So they kept talking to me, and no other coaches did that, and I just loved it how they you know, came at me like that. So it's like, I'm going to come here. Absolutely. It's awesome. So you know of Grandview as you're kind of, yeah. you know, going through your career. You get here, you walk through these doors, you go through these practices, you live this lifestyle. What's what's the biggest thing you learned about the program that you didn't know before you came here? Um, definitely, you have to eat right, sleep right, put in the work, you know, live the championship lifestyle like they say. <laughs> That's kind of like the thing I learned the most is, you know, you have to stick to a diet, strict diet. You got to work out every day. You can't take off days. You know, just keep working like that. Yeah. Was there a was there a moment where that that, that was a harder lesson to learn, maybe, or like I, you know, maybe during the first semester where you know, I don't want to say you weren't living the lifestyle, but you know, maybe yeah. you slacked off in one area and you paid for it in the practice room or something. Yeah. I mean, when I first got here, I wasn't really eating the best. You know, I was a little chubby. You know, I mean. <laughs> And he got us on this meal plan. After like a month of me being here, I, he mentioned it and I just wasn't on it. And then right when I got on it, I just felt so much better eating that, eating the food right, drinking gallons of water a day. Just, just feel so much better in the room. Absolutely. That, uh, that, that lifestyle, the, the attention to detail, right? I know that that's a big thing that comes with the championship lifestyle that he talks about. Yeah. How crucial has, has that been? And, you, you know, just focusing on the thing that's right in front of you, whether it's practice, homework, sleep, whatever the case may be. How crucial has that been this year because of everything else that's going on kind of outside of wrestling, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big factor. It's thinking about what's in front of you and not what's in the future. Because, like, if you think about what's in the future, it's going to stress you out more. And for me, I get I get anxiety sometimes thinking about that. Like, oh, i got to do this in a couple weeks. But if you just think about that day and what you have to do that day, it just works out so much better. Because then you just – it's every single day you're like, oh, it's, I got this today. This – you don't think about tomorrow. So it's – 
helps you a lot with that. Yeah. Well, so, how much has that just mindset helped you with when it comes to just like relishing the opportunity to compete, right? Like oh, you're, just, you're just focused on that match, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Especially like in tournaments, like you just focus on that on that match, and you go out and give it all on your on that match, so you don't think about the the next matches and all that. Because when I'm in wrestling. I always try to. I always used to like try to look through the brackets. It's like, oh, I got this dude next, and I'd get nervous, and then I wouldn't wrestle the same first match. But like, if you just focus on the match in front of you, it just it helps me out a lot. Absolutely, yeah. So what what have you heard from some of the older guys about what to expect this weekend, right? Because I mean, you've wrestled in big tournaments before. You've you've shined on big stages, but you know this this is the NAI national tournament. Like, what what are you expecting personally going into this weekend? I'm expecting a lot of a lot of good matches. You know. Like I've had, I've had a couple of them this year that have been, that have been close, and I love those matches. Those are my favorite ones, because like we love it when it's tough. You know, we thrive in tough situations, and yeah, every match is gonna be tough, so I'm excited. Absolutely. What's it gonna take to get the job done this weekend? Focus on the match in front of you. Work out, fight everybody. Just put it all on the line. Absolutely. I know that. Um... I, even if you don't look through brackets anymore, I have a feeling there might be a few ranked kids in the bracket this weekend. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I, I still looked at all the people who are on there, but I just don't like. I don't look who I'm gonna have in this round because, like, I have to win the match in front of me first. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the last question I had for you is: I did the state champions playlist again this year. Nobody picked Lincoln Park. Do you still listen to Lincoln Park before you? Oh matches? yeah. Every single. I swear to God. Every single. <laughs> every single time, I still listen to Fane and. Paper cut and all that stuff. What is it about those songs or that band or what? I don't. It just gets me going. It's like I want to go out there and you know fucking murder this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think about that. So I like it. But yeah, man. You you you're back, Dallin grad. Um, went to Indiana for a semester, um, and now you're here at Grandview in position to not only hopefully add a, win, a team title, but potentially an individual title as well. Yes, sir. Um, Greg Hagen, talk to me about this this journey, man, because you, you were gone. You were part of that um, really, really good senior class from Iowa, and here you are back still wrestling, which we love that. But, you know, now it, it seems like you, you fit in a lot better here. At least you, may, you might be a little happier here. Yes, sir. All right. So I went to Indiana University and um, actually uh, got to wrestle a little bit of varsity my freshman year. And um, it, it was an all right experience. I feel like me and the coaching staff in Indiana really just didn't fit well. Um, they kind of settled for mediocrity there and it was okay to take last in tournaments, which isn't really part of my lifestyle, especially coming from Dowling where, I mean, we win state championships in football all the time. Yeah. To being mediocre is just not kind of my fit. So we kind of butt heads a little bit and uh, came back to Grandview where they win national titles every year in wrestling. So I just think like the mentality of coming from Dowling and going to a school like Grandview uh, really meshes well and really comes with like my lifestyle and stuff like that. 100%. So you, did you come back after that, that first semester and were, I mean, were you here immediately? Or yeah, was that I was here immediately. Like? So as soon as I hit the portal, um, Mitchell hit me up right away. Did, didn't make it an option. He was like, you're coming here. And <laughs> me and my parents were like, 100%, got to go to Grandview. So that's, I didn't even look anywhere else. It was just instantly Grandview. So I don't think I was in the portal for more than two days. So Righteous. Yes, sir. Okay. So you knew immediately that you'd come back here. You spend that first semester here and now... Um, what's it been like? I mean, competing now that you, I mean, you're back consistently as not just, I mean, not just a starter, but you're the guy for Grandview. 
It's uh, fantastic. It's uh, just awesome. I think the community around here just like um, treats me so much different. Like I, I feel like kind of like a big deal here a little bit. It is, and just because my teammates, you know, they make me feel like that. It's not just me and myself. It's my teammates that build me up every day. Coming from a place where I used to be, where everybody hated coming to practice, everybody loves coming to practice here, and it just makes the environment better. And as a team, winning all the time and having that mentality just it, it, it makes you feel a lot better in this environment here and makes you feel like you're actually doing something productive so absolutely you obviously went to dowling not very far from here um you hear about Grandview, you hear about them winning all these national titles the dual streak this that and the next the championship lifestyle now that you're in the program what's maybe the biggest thing you've learned about the program since you've joined it I think it's just the championship lifestyle. I mean, Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell grades it into our head. It's just um, living it day in and day out. It's doing the right things. It's being a good human out in the environment. It's uh, giving back to the community and being the best person you can be. And I think that what I really like is you can carry that on the mat with you, but it's also off the mat. It's doing the extra things. It's going out to help your teammates out of the way. It's uh, involving everybody, even if they're not a wrestler, involving them in stuff you do and just being a role model citizen. I think that's what I really like here is just um, what Mitchell grinds into us because it's, it carries on off the mat. It, it goes into your job. It goes into raising a family someday. It goes into just to being an overall good person in society. And I think that's what I've really learned from coming to this place is just the championship lifestyle. Yeah, the championship lifestyle, the way Mitchell describes it, it's, it's heavy on detail, right? It's making sure you do all the little things right because that leads to doing the big things right. Um, how important has that been this season, right? Like just with, you know, the COVID cloud is kind of hanging over everybody's head. I mean, one positive test could do, you know, all sorts of negative things. I mean, like what, how crucial has that mindset been during a year where, I mean, nothing is really guaranteed, right? It, it's been everything. It's um, treating every practice like it's your last, um, putting in the extra. Like, I mean, me and the uh, guys on the team, uh, we'll stay after for an hour and a half, either um, either boxing or doing extra workouts in. And, and when we're out there on the mat, it's not just, you know, getting the win by decision. It's getting majors, tech falls, pins. It's pushing yourself to the absolute limit. It's like your, your last match every time you go out there. And I think that's what's really changed. Just like Mitchell saying, you know, like this could be your last, like this could be your last practice or this could be the most important practice of the year. You know, it's treating it like it's your last time out on the mat. And I think when you do that, you grow as a human and you become just this better wrestler because you're treating every day like it's your last so yeah that's a that's a scary thing to hear right yeah. that could be your last one but i mean like you guys because of that championship lifestyle and what mitchell just kind of embeds in you guys like that's that's an opportunity like that's kind of what it sounds like yeah yes sir absolutely um and with regards to the actual wrestling part you you get here you you know you roll with these guys for a semester um you know now you i mean you emerge as the starter here what where have you, where do you feel like you've grown the most in your wrestling like actual on the mat development I think just I actually all around you know on my feet I opened up my attacks a ton. Um, I was just kind of like an underhook um, ankle pick guy. Now I got trips, I got pass bys, I got low singles, I got kind of the whole arsenal, which makes it hard to wrestle me because I just got so much stuff. And I think on bottom I really grew too, just uh, being able to get out right away. You know, I think that's a huge thing in college wrestling is being able to get out from bottom. And as a freshman, it was really hard because obviously I kind of got thrown to the wolves as a freshman. <laughs> but I think just like learning, like, hey man, you got to get out right away, and it kind of changes the dictate uh, the dictation of the match. So I think just. 
I think top and bottom, and I think um, neutral. I think I really grew just all around technique wise, and I think um, mentally. I think the mental training here has been crazy. Not just uh, training me to be like a best wrestler, but training me to be a good person. I think that's a huge thing in the mental blockades people have with like being down on themselves and stuff like that. Like I knew I was in kind of like a dark place, you know, in between my Indiana to Grandview transition, and I think uh, these coaches really brought me in and did a lot of mental training with me, which really uh, built me as a wrestler. So that like when I go into a match, I'm not scared to go in at all. I get not nervous. I turn, I turn my mind into thinking like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And like <laughs> get really excited for it. So I think just overall technique and just mental training really um, has gotten brought into me here at Grandview. That's tremendous. When you were, I mean, when you were in high school, I remember watching you. I mean, you were a big guy that could move, right? Like that was, you kind of rustled a little bit like a little guy. I mean, you mentioned the underhooks to, to ankle picks. How much did having that base kind of help you at the collegiate level, knowing that, I mean, you're, you're, you're not just a heavyweight. I mean, you're a quick, quick-footed guy that played football. You're not afraid to bang a little bit, but you're also not afraid to shoot a low single. Right. right. Like, I, think, I think it's helped out a lot. Um, I actually catch a lot of guys in, like, a um, splittle position a lot, which uh, <laughs> a lot of people do not see that coming from me, which is kind of cool because I'll get people in these positions and hit, like, a standing splittle or something like that, and people are like, I even think little guys can hit that. And it's just crazy to see, like, these coaches come up and just like, wow, what would you do there and stuff like that. So I think it just helps, you know. Um, you know, I do a lot of yoga and stuff, too, like that. I think just, like, being able to move at the heavyweight, like, you see guys like Gable Stevenson and Mason Parrish and those guys make a living just because they can move their feet and they're super athletic. And I think the heavyweight dynamic has changed from a big 285, 6'5 dude to, like, a 240, 230 type of guys, like the new breed of heavyweight. Like, you see Greg Kirklevec and all those guys like that. It's just... The, the the heavyweight world's changing and all these guys like Kyle Snyder and stuff, Kyle Snyder kind of started it. Yeah. That 230, 240 range is just, it's dominating the NCAA, Division three, Division two, and even the NEI, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, big national tournament coming up this weekend, obviously, but um, what have you kind of heard from some of the other guys about what to, what to expect with the experience? Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's the most important two days of the year, not only because it's next, but because it's the national tournament, right? This is how people remember their seasons. What have you kind of learned from some of the other guys about what to expect or how to fully prepare for this weekend? Nobody likes us there. That's the number one thing. <laughs> Nobody likes us there. Uh, they said you come in, expect to get booed right when you walk in there. Any one of your matches, expect to be booed as you walk out there. I mean, Grandview is like the Alabama of wrestling. I mean, everybody <laughs> wants to see them lose. We're the, we're the dogs. So they just said, you know, it's hostile environment, but just embrace it. Turn it. Like in the mental training I was talking about, just turn it into positive and just think, wow, like we're that good to where people have to boo us. Like it's that's cool. And like, you know, I kind of talked to Kendon Lee because he was in the finals last year about what the finals match looks like if I make it there and he's just like just expect you're gonna walk out of the tunnel and you're just gonna be greeted with a bunch of booze and it's loud <laughs> and you can't hear anything and you'll hear roars from one side and just booze on the other and he's just like just expect it to be like that I think it's a cool environment I mean I'd rather be the team that gets booed because we're that good than the team that everybody cheers for because we're that bad so <laughs> I'm, I, I think that's what I'm most excited for we gotta be pretty used to that being a Dowling football alum, right? oh it was terrible <laughs> it was so bad oh my gosh especially oh. those Valley fans too <sighs> <laughs> it was rough. I love that. I love that. Last question for you. I, what What is it going to take to come out on top this weekend? I think it's just the extra training. Um, I'm putting in a lot of extra work. Um, first first day that we got shut down because of COVID, uh, just running every day, running three plus miles every day. I got into boxing. I box every day after practice. I think that really helps. I mean, I have mad respect for boxers. That stuff's <laughs> terrible. It's awful. I mean, and I think just lifting, I lift every morning at like 4 a.m. 
every morning. And I think that really helps too. It's just, the, it's just the extra, it's changing your mindset to having that crazy mentality. You know, like what I think in my head is at 4 a.m., nobody else is up in the morning, so why not lift at that time? And after practice, everybody's dead tired go throw gloves, you know, nobody else wants to do that in the country. And I think just like thinking that mentality is a scary thought, um, hearing about John Smith and he used to wake up earlier than the Russians would wake up. I think I like <laughs> through two or 3 AM, he'd go into the room and train. I think it's just, I, I kind of like heard that and I'm like, wow, if I did that every day and put in that extra when everybody's asleep, I'm going to be that much better. So I think that's really going to set me over. It's just the extra I've put in ever since like COVID, you know, a lot of people use COVID as an excuse. I used it as a way to like, hey, I'm gonna be better than everybody in the country. So that's that's how I kind of looked at it. And I think that's what's gonna get it done this weekend. Big thanks to Coach Mitchell, Justin Portillo, Carson Taylor, and Greg Hagan for their time. And thank you, dear listener, for yours. Had a lot of podcast time this week, and I hope you enjoyed them all. We've got a bunch of wrestling coming up in the weeks ahead, especially busy this weekend. Didn't even get to mention the NCAA Women's Collegiate Wrestling National Championships. Iowa Westland's going to be competing there. Um, McKendry's Felicity Taylor from South Winnesheek's going to be there. Uh, just a lot going on this week and this weekend, and it's only going to get busier in the weeks ahead. So I hope you're ready for more moving forward. But that's all we've got today. Thanks a bunch again for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram Cody J. Goodwin. Be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. That's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.